the Bible Podcast. My name is Rachel Charday, and I am your host. All of my life, I heard my dad say, Rachel, everything is in the Bible. And I would be like, Dad, no, it's not, because it's the most holy book in the world. Everything cannot be in the Bible, okay? But over my years, I have just seen how the Lord has just shown me so many things that I'm like, I cannot believe that this is in the Bible. So that is what we're going to do on this podcast. I'm going to be sharing some things with you that have just shocked me. Have been like, I cannot believe this is in the Bible. So grab your Bible and we are about to get in this word. All right, you guys. So we're going to stay in the book of Genesis, just like we did on the last podcast. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, let me just tell y'all, okay? There was a whole Netflix original series up in that last podcast from Judah and Tamar and Ur and Shella and all these different people that you will hear about in this last episode. But I will tell you, it had me thinking, I cannot believe this is in the Bible. So I have another one for y'all. I hope you guys are ready. Go ahead and turn to Genesis chapter two. Now I'm gonna tell y'all up front, okay? This is a story that we have heard many, 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 many times, okay? It is the foundation to why we live in the world that we live in, but there's one part of this particular story that I was grown years old, y'all, when I found out that this certain situation happened in this story, okay? And I heard it all my life, heard teachings about it, read books about it, seen it in the Bible with my own eyes, and I never saw this one part. I don't know why, but we're going to get to it, okay? And it's going to have you thinking, I cannot believe this is in the Bible. But it is, all right? So chapter two, here we go. Verse 15. The Lord took the man and put him in the garden. So the Lord, okay, let me, I'm already jumping too, too early. So this Genesis is the beginning of the Bible. And it talks about in the very first two chapters, it talks about how God created the whole earth. So he created man, he created um, the wind and the water and the land. He created all these things, right? And he's talking about man. His name is Adam. And in verse 15, it talks about how he put him in this garden. Okay, here we are. I'll start over. The Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. I told y'all we done heard this story. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Okay, so he's like, all right, cool. All right, I got this one commandment. All right, cool. I got you, God. I ain't gonna eat from this one tree. I can eat from anything else. I'm gonna give me some, you know what I'm saying, some oranges, some apples, give me a little pineapple here and there, you know what I'm saying? Give me some basil. I got you. All right. Basil don't grow on trees, y'all. Okay. Verse 18. The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Okay, he need a little somebody. Okay, verse 19. Now the Lord God have formed out of the ground all of the wild animals and the birds of the sky. He brought them to man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living animal, it was his name. So y'all, let's just take a pause for a minute, okay? Let's just pause for the simple fact that Adam literally named a roach a roach. Or he named a cheetah a cheetah. He named every single bird and every single live creature so that vulture that's a vulture because adam said it was a vulture okay that's dope 
But to think of the, the authority that Adam had in his voice and the things that he named, it makes me think of why we named our son Apollos. His name means one who destroyed. Because the simple fact that Adam had authority when he named things, why don't we have authority when we name things? So literally every time we speak the name to somebody, we speak somebody's name, we are calling their identity. We are saying what they are. Now, I told y'all Apollos means one who destroys. Now, granted, he be destroying our house, his room, my car. Oh, my gosh. There are so many snacks on that floor. But in faith, by faith, EJ and I have named him one who destroys on purpose. We believe that he's going to destroy the works of the devil. He believes that he's going to destroy strongholds. We believe that he's going to destroy stereotypes. Like there are so many things that we believe that Apollos is going to destroy. So when he be destroying, you know, what I'm saying my backseat by faith, I'm like, okay, you're going to destroy other things as well. We just got to deal with the practical destroying things right now. Give your life to the Lord, sir. All right. Verse 20. So the man gave names to all of the livestock, the birds of the sky and the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to go into a deep sleep. I wonder how deep that sleep was. Maybe like some anesthesia type sleep. While he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs. Then he closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to him. (laughs) Y'all. Adam had never seen a woman before. And he is like, oh, my goodness. Let me read y'all. This is what this is what he says. Verse 23. It says, the man said, Adam said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. He like, girl, she bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Wait, that's how they used to talk back then. You know what I'm saying? Adam ain't really, you know, it's Adam. All right. So we see what I want you guys to recognize is that God gave Adam this commandment to not eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil before, you know what I'm saying? Eve was on the scene. Okay. So he told Adam, yo, don't eat from this tree. And Adam was like, okay, I got you. I good. You know what I'm saying? We're going to find, we're going to keep eating every, everything else, whatever. We good. Rocking and shaking me and God. We good. And then God didn't think it was fit for him to be alone. So he made woman. Okay. So woman came after the command. All right. All right. All right. Y'all got it. Let's go to chapter three. Now the serpent was more crafty than all of the other wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. All right now. Don't be putting words in his mouth. Okay, Eve, he didn't say you can't touch it, y'all. He just said you can't eat it. But that's neither here nor there. All right, verse four. It says, you will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from this tree, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree that was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. (laughs) She also gave some to her husband. Here we are, y'all. Who was with her and he ate it. Let's just pause 
the story right here. I'm trying to tell y'all. Do y'all know how long in my life I had always known or I had always thought that this was just a conversation between Eve and the serpent, the serpent and Eve. And, you know, he's so crafty and he has all these words and he gets her confused and she's throwing in extra stuff of like, don't touch it. And at the same time, she's looking at him and be like, "Who? I could make a good stew out of this fruit or I could do this, this and this with this fruit. You know what I'm saying? I could whip up some, you know, whatever with some whipped cream on it. This would be fire for me and Adam. I'm always thinking. This is a conversation over to the side between Eve and the serpent. And the scripture says she gave it to her husband who was with her. He was there the whole time, y'all. I was in shock when I read this. And I'm like, this is in the Bible, y'all. For so long, I literally thought it was just the serpent and Eve having a little secret conversation. and Adam was there the whole time y'all think that man stepped in and said something nope y'all think he slapped that fruit out her hand when he when she grabbed it nope what did he do oh that looked good it wasn't good eve let me get some he ate it too it wasn't all on eve it was on adam as well because he was standing there and like i said in verse two or in chapter two god gave adam the command He told Adam the command. So what was relayed to Eve, like telephone, y'all ever played telephone? You tell one person the message and they tell the next person, they tell the next person, they tell the next person. By the time it gets to that last person, that message is all wrong. So he done relayed the message to Eve. Yo, you can't touch it. Don't look at it or you're going to die. And that wasn't what God told Adam. And the fact this man was just standing there, that just makes me mad. Anyway, let's just keep reading then the eyes of them both were open after adam ate emphasis on that yo (laughs) both of their eyes were open and they realized that they were naked they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves then the man and his wife heard the, the sound of the lord was walking in the garden in the cool of day and they hid from the lord god among the trees of the garden but the lord called to who to the man where are you he answered I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid and God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you to not eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the, from the tree and I ate it. Adam, you're going to make me smack you. How are you just going to be just going to throw this on Eve? Yeah, that woman you put with me, she gave me the fruit and I, and I ate it. See... He already, ooh, I'm calming down, y'all. I'm calming down. Y'all know these scriptures give me hype. I'm calming down. Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, blah, 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 blah. All these things, all right? Keep reading, y'all, if y'all want to know what happens to the serpent and to Eve and to Adam, okay? But that's not what we're talking about today. I was just so perplexed when I saw that Adam was next to her and then had the nerve to sit here and try to blame her as if he wasn't there. He talking like he just in the garden, minding his business, you know, making rolls, planting corn and, and tomatoes and whatnot. And she just came over, Hey, try this fruit. No, bro. You was right there too. And truthfully, if you really look at the scripture, if you really look at verse 12, it says the man said to God, 
the woman you put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. So it's not even fully that he's blaming Eve. He's blaming God. He's saying, you put this woman up in here. You made her. That woman you gave me. She did this. How often have we heard this, women? That we are conniving. That we are manipulative. That we are stupid or gullible. Or we are the reason why there's sin in this world. I'm not her trying to just, you know, blame Adam. Because Eve, you do got some fault in this, baby girl. But Adam... I'm going to need you to take some take some fault in this too, sir. I'm going to need you to step up and be like, yeah, I didn't say nothing. I also didn't relay the message correctly, but I also was standing right there the whole time. But ladies, I want to talk to you because so many times I told you I was grown when I found this out, when I found that the reason why we go through childbearing and we have all these issues during childbearing and it hurts and we have cramps and all these things is because Eve took this fruit and ate it but adam you could have saved her you could have saved us you could have slapped that fruit out of her hand and be like no we're not eating this because you were standing there but what i want you guys to know ladies that despite all of these things that we may hear it's your fault you're manipulative or you were gullible eve was stupid or you be acting just like eve sometimes that is not what the lord says about you god does not look at you and see eve God looks at you and see his son, Jesus. He says, my girl, she is dependable. She is caring. She is cared for. That is my beloved. I'm so proud of her. She is important. She is kind. She is smart. She is so beautiful. And I want you guys to hear that today. And the same goes for you too, man. He is not looking at you and seeing Adam. He looks at you and sees Jesus. He sees the redemption in your story. He sees the grace on Adam. Yes, they they sinned and they messed up. But as you read some more, it says that despite what they went through, despite them trying to cover up themselves with the fig leaves, God made a leather two-piece suit for them. I don't know if it was a suit. He just made some clothes for them, okay, y'all? God made some clothes for them out of leather, Okay, we be trying to fix stuff with just some fig leaves. And God is like, I can do it so much better. I can fix your problems so much better. Even though you're the one that got yourself into this, I can fix it. Rest in that, that God is saying, I want to fix it. I can fix it. Come to me. I want to do this for you. Can I just take a shout out to my husband? Because there are many times when the enemy is trying to deceive me and I am having that Eve moment that I'm just sitting there like, Oh, what are you saying? That is so true. Ah, that is very true. And multiple times, y'all, my husband, EJ will step in and slap that fruit out of my hand and be like, that's not you. We're not going to say that. We're not, we're not going to eat that fruit today. So men, I challenge you slap some fruit out your women's hands. Okay. Step up. I said it. Step up. But with God, but with God's grace, he's going to help you. Women, don't pick the fruit off the tree. And to be honest, a lot of that fruit comes from comparison. How many times do we see something we want that we feel like we just need that we see on Instagram, that we see on Facebook, we see on TikTok? Man, if only I lost 20 more pounds. If only my son would listen. 
if only my husband would do X, Y, and Z like that person's husband. How often do we fall into temptation? Just like Eve. And this isn't just true for wives. You could be single and still need a friend. This is why we are in a body of Christ, a body of believers, because there are going to be times when you're down and you need a friend to pick you up. And there's going to be times when that person is down and you're going to need to pick them up. You are going to need to slap that fruit out of their hands. We're not doing this. We're not eating from this fruit today, serpent. Go sit down, little Lucy. Oh, I haven't told you. That's what I call Lucifer because he's little and Lucy is even just more disrespect towards him because he's little Lucy. Okay. Go sit down, little Lucy. We don't need none of that today. Because why? My God, who loves me unconditionally, who says there is no condemnation, he calls me beloved. I already have the victory because of what he has done for me. I don't have to succumb to comparison, succumb to negative thoughts, succumb to anxiety and depression because of what you are trying to accuse me of. I know my Lord. In times like this, y'all, we need each other. We need somebody that's not just standing there looking stupid like Adam. We need somebody that's going to slap that fruit out of our hand and say, this is not what we're doing. I remember one time I was in a relationship and the guy just totally consumed my life. Let's just say that. I let him define who I was. I let him define uh, my worth and you know, who my identity was in. Like I just let him just take over. And I remember one time in particular, like he is now telling me what he really thinks about me. Rachel, you should be so glad to be with me. I don't usually date girls like you. You're so predictable. You're so typical. You're so this, 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 and that, right? And at this point, I'm like, wow, I'm boohoo crying because why? I've given this dude everything. I have succumbed to everything that he says and I believe it all. So I go to church the next day and I'm boohoo crying. Lord, I don't get it. He said this about me, but I get why he says it. That does make sense. I understand. And the Lord says, but Rachel, is he not just man? Does he define you? And I'm like, of course not. You define me, God. You're God. But 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 to be honest, though, I understand we could take him out of the equation. I truly do understand what he's saying, though. I do always want to go to a movie and go out to eat like that is kind of predictable. I get it, Lord. And I hear the Lord so clearly say, Rachel, are you not merely man as well? Does man's word about you trump what I say about you? And it all clicked for me in that moment, you guys. God defines us. God declares us his beloved. He declares our identity. He declares our worth, not comparison, not people, not even ourselves. How liberating is that? That we don't even have to depend on what we think about ourselves to be truth. It's solely on what the Lord has said. And God, I can rejoice for that. That y'all, we do not have to walk our lives thinking that we are so broken, so distraught, so ugly, so fat, so this, so that longing for more, wanting more, hoping for more. When the Lord is like, you have all that you need and more because I have the victory and I give that victory to you. When I sent my son, Jesus, I died for your guilt, 
for your shame, for those negative thoughts, for all those accusations that the devil tries to bring, for all those accusations that you may face when comparison creeps up. I have sent my son to die on the cross for those things and rise and defeat death. That's so dope, y'all. So once again, let's pray and just see what the Lord says. Dear Lord, we just thank you for many things, God. But in this moment, God, we want to thank you that our identity is defined by you. That you look at every single person and smile. You are proud of us. You enjoy being around us. You long for a relationship with us. God, I thank you when we face times with little Lucy trying to tempt us with comparison, with anxiety, with depression, with fear. That, Lord, we don't take that fruit. We don't eat of that fruit. That, Lord, you have placed people near us, friends, family, co-workers, your Holy Spirit, to smack that fruit out of our hands and say, no, we're not eating that today. And God, I thank you that even when we do eat that fruit, there are times when we do eat that fruit and someone may not be standing next to us or somebody may. You have grace. You go out of your way to come find us. You go out of your way to cover us with leather. Father, we thank you. There's no condemnation. You do not call us unusable, unfit. You have great plans for our lives, despite us eating from this fruit or smacking it out of our hands. God, I just thank you for this listener. Father, I ask that you redeem their thinking. That they can change the way they think because of the way that you think about them. God, I thank you that we can live our lives from a place of redemption, from a place of forgiveness and not for forgiveness and not for redemption. But God, we thank you that we already have victory through you and your son. God, you are good and you are present here in Jesus name. Amen. All right, you guys, catch me on the next episode of This Is In the Bible. Love y'all.